0: Welcome to the Free to Laugh
1: and Think for Yourself podcast. I'm Doc. And I'm his wife, Rebecca. Join us as we take a unique look at current events, marriage, and the supernatural.
0: All right, well, this is exciting. Uh, We are kicking off the uh, intro episode of Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself. I used to have a podcast called Free to Laugh, and my lovely wife said, you know, you need to add and think for yourself. So here we are, and I'm so excited about this because my lovely wife is joining us. Now, we have a little bit of a hiccup tonight. You're going to have to uh, deal with us uh, in a strange way. We, uh, I lost the other microphone, so we're going to be sharing back and forth.
1: We're going to be hogging, fighting for the mic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, we're if so you're...
1: close on this couch.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> we're, we're, in a, we're in an odd spot here. This is maybe I, maybe I should just sit on your lap. Yeah, just All come right. here, you. That's more. That's Plop a little, yourself that's a up here. Better. Yeah, instead of our our uh, three year old, I'll I'll hold the thirty year old. Oh, Wait, you're not thirty anymore. I'm uh,
1: thirty two. Oh
0: wow! Hey, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were thirty. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look at... You know, I ho- I I like to think I hold my age well. Yeah,
0: you can think that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah so uh you know had a comedy show last night uh that went well down in what was it not little rock woodstock woodstock georgia yes lovely people there semper fi barn grill always love playing there i've had the opportunity to be there twice and always love it the, um i always love serving those who've served so any opportunity i get to bring laughs to our service members current and past uh, it is a thrill I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Serious? I, th- I, th-
1: I I think you summed it up great. You you stuck the microphone in my face like I'm supposed to say something about yeah. that. Well, I... that
0: it, it ended on a. <laughs> <laughs> I ended on a statement which you should naturally respond to. I,
1: well, I think yes, the show was great. I wasn't there, but I you told me that it was great, and I'm glad <laughs> that you had the opportunity to serve those who served. Yes,
0: thank you. I, I think they were happy with it. Maybe
1: you know? a, maybe a hearty amen is what you were looking for
0: uh wow just uh i'm so proud of you my husband
1: i'm so proud of you my husband <laughs> where is this episode going exactly
0: why don't you take it somewhere
1: <laughs> yeah okay we went down to pride fest actually nashville pride fest and
0: yeah i want to make it clear
1: <laughs> yeah we're both very straight we haven't we we're not switching teams. closet where i it's too much work to go dating especially to date a woman so we went down today to Nashville Pride Fest and I mean, I don't know what you're, you haven't shared with me like any of your thoughts really. I was like, you know, processing everything in the car and talking to you and you're like, I'm going to save it all for the podcast. So I'm not sure the direction that you want this podcast I, to go.
0: Just tell me what happened. That's all I want. I feel like I'm Danny Reagan, <laughs> oh, blue bloods okay. here trying to get a confession out. Just tell me what happened.
1: I just, I have so many thoughts on this topic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we just went down and, you know, people do ministry all different ways. Some people get really weird with it. Um, we just went down and we held signs that said free mom hugs and free dad hugs. And we just hugged whoever wanted a hug. And it was really, I've never done that before. First off, you know, just,
0: you've never stood on the corner with a sign (laughs) that said free hugs.
1: No, I've never done that. Um, now,
0: I had heard a rumor that in your single days, you would do that just trying to get a date.
1: No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God. All right.
1: You're, throw- you're throwing off my thought process here. My train of thought. Um, <laughs> But yes. Yes. Yeah, so we just held signs that said mom hugs, free mom hugs, free, mo- free dad hugs. And... Yeah, it was very impactful. You know, hugs are really powerful. And I think sometimes people underestimate the power of a hug. But we, I mean, we have people come up to us that, you know, their parents had passed away. And this one woman in particular, she was like, you know, my mom passed away and I just, I just need a hug from my mom. And it's like, wow, you know, we're, we're there to like be a blessing to people and really love on these people who the church has done a really crappy job of showing Jesus to. And, you know, to have somebody say that, you know, my mom passed away and I just need a hug from my mom. I mean, you know, you're doing something for someone. I mean, I can't even put that into words. It's just, you're just, that's like a deep love, you know, the love of a mom and the love of a dad is so deep. And so to be able to stand there and hug someone and just, you know, be their mom for a minute is really amazing. But um, even more than that, it's just being the love of Jesus to people. You know, people are hurting. And I think that's what we saw a lot of today is just people who are really hurting and they're looking for love and they're looking for acceptance. And they just want to know that they have value. You know, they have value, they have worth, that their life matters. I mean, we know that LGBTQ youth have the highest suicide rates, right? And it's just because they don't understand that they matter. And they're bombarded by these messages all the time that they don't matter. Anyways, that's a whole other topic. But (laughs) Trying to keep it short here. Um, Yes, we just went down and just gave people hugs. And hugs are healing. Um, It's pretty wild. But after the event, I hugged someone. And it wasn't anything crazy, you know. Um, Oh,
0: it was a friend.
1: Yeah. But I gave them a hug. And they said that as I was hugging them, it felt like God was stitching their heart back together. And I'm just like, okay, I didn't expect that. You know, (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) I'm just, you know, telling them, you know, how awesome they are or whatever. Um, it wasn't anything crazy and wild that I did, but Holy Spirit uses that, you know, and when we're willing to just be used and to just show the love of God to people, like he will use that. So, yeah.
0: Well, was there one individual downtown, any uh, scenarios that really you took as like, I'm I'm going to have this forever?
1: I mean, definitely the the woman that said, you know, she just needed a hug from her mom.
0: Was that one of the ladies, so the Lord will speak through Rebecca, speak to Rebecca, give her words of knowledge about people. Was this one of those?
1: No, I didn't have a word for that person, but I, it's, I think it's powerful because you know, we are just, we are like conduits of the love of God. Right. And God wants people to know that he loves them and he values them. And so we're, so I feel like when we're standing there giving people hugs for me, it wasn't just me giving you a hug. You know, I mean, some people just gave us a short hug and, and then they were gone, you know, and some people like, oh, this is so nice, you know, because my parents hate me or whatever. I mean, I'm not there to like make a political statement. I'm not there to tell you that your parents suck. I, I'm not there to do any of that. I am there to be a conduit of the love of God and God loves you, right? And so when, you, when I am giving someone a hug, the purpose of that hug is to share with them the love of God, to show them how much... God loves them. Um, You know, when we were going into the event, there were people outside and, you know, they're yelling into megaphones, you know, and, and and I mean, I'm not necessarily coming down on those people because they're doing the best that they know how, but that's not an effective way to show people the love of God, right? People aren't going to, people don't want to listen to you just yell at them and scream at them and, you know, shout at them about going to hell and all this kind of crazy stuff. Like that's not effective. Um, people need to know that God values them, that he, that he loves them dearly, you know? And so anyways, that, that was my purpose of being there was to give people a hug, but it wasn't just me. It was, I want people to have a hug and to feel the love of God because the love of God is what heals hearts. You know, we saw so many people today, people broke down crying, you know, (laughs) we, I mean, I had a couple women in particular who, you know, wanted a hug and I hugged them and they just immediately started sobbing. People are hurting, they're broken, and they just need love, you know, like true love. I'm not talking like hunky-dory, you know, weird, oh, I love you. No, like they need the real healing love of God.
0: You know, most of the folks listening, they've never been to a pride event, uh, I'm assuming. (laughs) I could be wrong. Maybe they're, maybe they are. Maybe they're hanging out at them all the time. I don't know. (laughs) But for those who haven't been, Was it what you expected? Was it uh, totally different than what you thought? Uh, What things did you, were you shocked by anything?
1: Oh, man. Okay. Can I go on my tangent? Okay. All right. (laughs) Yes. So was I shocked by anything? Okay. Well, first off, I just want to say, I know that there's, I'm trying really hard not to get super political here because the purpose of this episode is not to be like political. Okay. But... I know that we live in a very tense political climate right now. And so I just want to say, first off, like pride is not this like scary, um, you know, thing. Okay. I, I don't know how to say that for people, but I know there's people out there that are like, I would like, I'm not going to go to pride. Cause it's like, whatever it like, I wasn't scared. I mean, we're first off, I mean, we weren't doing anything scary. We were giving people hugs. So what are they going to do? You know? Um, but there were a couple of things that stood out to me. One, everybody was, like, happy in this in this kind of strange way because um, I know that a lot of them are hurting. A lot of them are, you know, like, some people are really struggling, like, what to do with their life, you know, who what their identity is. They don't have a strong sense of identity. But in the middle of that, you know, they were genuinely happy. They were nice to us. Um, so this so it struck out it stood out to me how nice everyone was right um and how nice these non-church people are right because I've been in church my whole life (laughs) and church people sometimes are not very nice um so first off how nice everybody is but then the thing that stood out to me the most and kind of my tangent over here is how just generous everyone is so the cost to get into the pride event, like the very, I mean, there's like all these tiers and you can spend hundreds of dollars and get like a gourmet meal or whatever, but the general admittance to the event was $5. And that really struck me hard because I have gone to so many church events in my life. I've gone to a lot of Christian conferences and those conferences cost at least $100. I mean, I've seen conferences that cost hundreds of dollars, like three, four $500. And I thought to myself, what would it look like if the church, these conferences, you know, that are supposed to change your life and help you get closer to God and just like break your world open, you know, what if those conferences were free? Like, why is it that the world is willing to give something for barely anything i mean five dollars like what can you buy for five dollars right now i don't even know but why is it that the world is able to just give everything away willing to give like all of this away just everybody come as you are we love you all but the church is like we're gonna charge you hundreds of dollars to experience the love of god that can change your life like that is really problematic Um, and then also thinking about the performers at pride, like there's so many, there's like dozens of performers at Nashville pride. There are three stages and they have people performing all day. And I mean, these people are on stage. They're not walking away rich, you know, (laughs) but they're just glad to get their message out to people, right? They have a message. They want anyone to hear it who will listen. Why is it that at a church conference, we're told, you know, you got to pay hundreds of dollars because you have to pay the conference speakers, but you go to this, like, you know, two, maybe three day event at a church conference. You hear maybe like four speakers. You hear them maybe a couple times each. And then that's it. Like, so you're paying hundreds of dollars to hear basically the gospel. Okay. Um, And then the other thing that stuck out to me is how much free stuff, (laughs) is that pride i mean fans and it's so hot today was the hottest day of the year so far it was so stinking hot so muggy out but i mean so many booths are and so many individuals are just giving away fans and water and bandanas to dip in water and put on your head and i mean people just have free stuff coming out their ears you go to these church conferences and you spend again like hundreds of dollars and you don't even get a sack lunch. Like, <laughs> you know, you're there for like an all-day event, multi-day event. You don't get a sack lunch. You don't even get a bottle of water. And as I was standing, holding my sign today, right across from us was the um, the water place.
0: I don't know which one.
1: Yeah, they well, they were giving out like free bottles of yeah. water. Yeah. And it just struck me, the verse in the Bible that says like, when you give a bo- like if you give a cup of water in my name, You know, you've done this unto me. And so I'm like, why are these people who don't even know Jesus, you know, like who aren't church people, why are these people better at giving away free water than the churches? You know, why can I get as many bottles of water as I need at a gay pride event? But if, again, if I go to a church conference, I have to buy a bottle of water. So anyways, those are just some of the things that stuck out to me. How, how free the world is willing to just give things away you know, and it's hot outside. So let's give you some water, you know, let's give you a a cool bandana. But if you go to a church event, it's like, you have to pay a bunch of money to get in the door. And then you have to pay for like, you have to pay for your water. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's unfortunate, it should not be like that. The, the church should be, you know, the Billy Graham model of Christianity of I'm going to present to you the gospel, I'm going to do it for free. You know, if you want to give me a dollar or whatever, that's great. But I'm just going to come. I'm going to serve the Lord and serve you and not charge you a bunch of money. That's my rant.
0: (laughs) I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the ones that caught my attention. Uh, Really, probably two that stick out the most to me. And there were there were a number of folks that were just so like rebecca said just so kind uh just nice i wouldn't say they were happy that's the one thing that i would probably say that my uh my experience was seeing people that were faking it and it didn't
1: right yes yeah
0: it it wasn't genuine happiness and by the time we hugged some of these folks you could see the the despair actually come forth on their face and you know it it is heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking to see that but to get to be there like Rebecca talked about maybe uh, being a part of healing hearts and just planting that seed of hope you know I I would ask everybody uh, I shouldn't say everybody but most of the people that came over and asked for a dad hug I gave them uh, the hug and said, "Do you have a good dad?" Lavam said no, and Rebecca made a good point, saying that um, that their idea of what a good dad might be might be, do they fully support their lifestyle? And if they don't, that means they're a bad dad. Well, that's not true. That means that maybe they don't want their child being harmed, you know, and I having a daughter. I understand that completely having a son I understand that completely but I also know that there's guys out there that just aren't aren't good you know and and one guy said that his dad was on drugs while he was growing up you know that's not that's not a good dad you know and and there's a number I mean that's a different rabbit trail but uh, the ones that really stuck out to me there was uh, one gal particular she's a she's with this guy And she looks so sad. And she came over and asked for a hug. And and the guy that she's with, you know, he's trying to champion her on. And I said, do you have a good dad? She said, well, we don't talk right now. And it's not going to help things when he hears about what I'm doing with my life. And the guy chimes in and says, yeah, he's really going to hate it when he finds out she's transitioning and the look of pure sadness on her face, I will never forget. She just so sad because she's not, she's not what God created her to be. She's not walking in that right now. And she wants to be free. You could see it all over her face. She just wanted to be free but she doesn't know how right now and it broke my heart it just absolutely broke my heart i wanted to ask the guy if he would love her if she stayed a woman because i i think i know the answer on that and i think she needs to know the answer on that but you know we're going to continue praying for these folks and uh, we had a really cool experience driving back Rebecca and I were praying and and the Lord really spoke something over this young lady that I believe breakthrough is coming uh, but there's just so many people hurting we, I saw another young lady she didn't come over for a hug but she wasn't wearing a shirt and she had had her breast removed it's so sad because the majority of these people w- once they're you know out of this adolescent age The overwhelming majority regret what they've done. As a dad, that hurts. And I can only imagine what it's doing to the person that's experienced that. This young lady came over, asked for a hug. I gave her a hug, and she had a cane. I, I said, well, you're too young to have a cane. What's going on? And I honestly, I thought she was about 40. She says, well, I'm only 20. And, oh, I'm like, what? You know, I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. And uh, Rebecca and I have had the honor to see a lot of people healed because Jesus heals. And I said, look, uh, I'm going to offer to pray for you right now because we do see people healed. And she said, no, I'm not religious. I said, you know, that's fine. I'm just offering to pray for you because we see people healed. I said, "What would happen if you got healed right now?" And she wouldn't accept it. She wouldn't let us pray for her, but we went ahead and prayed for her afterwards, you know. <laughs> and she's walking away, at, at, you know. And I'm just praying, Lord, let her have that miracle and see who you really are. I one other that stood out to me. This young lady came up. She said, "I need a dad hug because I don't have a dad," and. I'm doing all this, guys. I'm doing all this trying not to cry. Like I, it, it was a very emotional time. It was really hard for me not to break down crying while we were there. But uh, this gal says, I don't have a dad. And I gave her a hug, and I said, can I tell you? And, you know, and I, I wasn't there looking to preach, but I would take whatever opportunity I had. I said, can I tell you, there is someone... Who wants to be your dad? And she lit up. And I just pointed up. God wants to adopt you. He wants to be your father. He wants to adopt you into his family. And she's like, really? You know? And got to plant those seeds. You know, and some of you are probably out there, armchair quarterback in this thing, being like, wow, you should have letter her to Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But in that moment... That was what we had, you know, and you were talking about a, a testimony that you heard about someone getting a hug.
1: There there was this woman and she, you know, she was really broken, all, just all this stuff going on in her life. And someone gave her a hug, like a spirit filled Christian gave her a hug. And it was like the love that she felt from that experience was she'd never felt that before. She'd never known that kind of love. And then years later. She met somebody, I don't Some one of these, you know, um, like more well-known, you know, like a Todd, it wasn't Todd White, but somebody like that, you know, that's just out doing ministry on the street all the time. Yeah, like somebody on YouTube or something like this. And they gave her a hug and she recognized immediately the love that they had because of that person years before who had hugged her. And so in that moment, then years later, she, you know, like the Lord set her free, um, all these things. So yeah, she knew where that came from. Yes. And so it would open that door to be able to minister to her and to tell her about the love of God and, you know, the power of Jesus and all the things. And so I think it's really, you know, what you said is really important that we were not there to try to, win souls I mean obviously if somebody wants to have their soul won, that's great (laughs) but like I think when you go into some of these things some of these places with a mindset of like we're gonna win souls today you kind of set yourself up for failure in a way I know that's gonna come across as like offensive to some people but you like the harvest is plentiful but at the same time you have to be aware of the environment that you're in and we can't go to gay pride fest and just expect to stand in the middle of everybody and start speaking on a microphone and seeing a bunch of people like come forward and repent like that's that's not going to happen you know um because again like people are hurting they're broken they so so what do you do so you say how can i reach these people how can i show them the love of god in a way that they will understand and so what do most of these people need most of these people are ostracized from their parents in one way or another you know and so we see that need and so we go in and we say God wants to meet that need God wants you to know that he loves you you know w- despite the relationship with your parents or whatever is happening in your life like God loves you and so we don't go in with this mindset of we're here to just like win souls because that's that can also be a religious thing you know of like if you don't win a soul then you didn't do any good you know <laughs> but um we do talk about planting those seeds so We're just there like planting that seed of God's love, you know, in someone's heart. And he is going to do with that, whatever he's going to do with that. And he knows the future for that. But our responsibility is just to be faithful and to love people. And it's the kindness of God that draws people to repentance. That's the other thing that I was thinking about as you're standing there, because we both have very strong opinions. (laughs) And my Instagram is, uh, has no shortage of, You know, men should not be in women's bathrooms and and all the things. And and there is a time to draw a line and to say, you know, we are not going to put ourselves in harm's way to accept a certain ideology. You know, we are not going to go along with things that are going to destroy our society. Right. There's like a time and place for that. But the majority of the time is the time to be kind. Right. Because it's the kindness of God that draws people to repentance. So we didn't go to pride with this mindset of like, you know we're going after the enemy and we're at war like we we weren't there to do that we were there to show people the kindness and the love of god because we also realize that the majority of people in the lgbtq community like they're not some horrible pervert weird people you know they're just like living their life and trying to find meaning and trying to find identity and so you know if you want to help help that you have to go in with love and kindness.
0: I, I will say though, I did, I did go in with the war mentality, and as soon as I got in, Holy Spirit kind of tweaked me and was like, "Hey, we're not here for battle. We're just going to love these people."
1: Yeah, spiritual battle, but not yeah, yeah, yeah. not battle. Well,
0: not yeah, physical. not in a physical. No, there wouldn't be anybody to fight.
1: <laughs> but even to that point, I mean, I didn't feel like I was in a spiritual battle. You know, I mean, you know, again, like there's a time to go in, you know, geared up and armed up and and a time to just let that be aside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't feel that way at all, either. It was just very uh, like Rebecca said, it was just a pretty chill environment. Another thing that popped out, stood out to me was most of the people there were young. There were younger folks. There wasn't a lot of people that were there definitely wasn't any elderly people. And there wasn't many past 40 that I saw I would say that's concerning (laughs) that the youth are definitely getting their fill of getting pushed towards this see these videos you hear these things where these people who do have bad intentions say we're coming after your kids Uh, we're gonna show those kids a different option we're gonna show them what true love can look like I think it was powerful just Rebecca and I being there As a husband and wife, you know, then we could talk to them about the kids we have. And there was something to that as well. You know, it was nice to be an example in the middle of chaos, something that is peaceful. You know, our house isn't always peaceful. (laughs) We do have differing opinions and that's fine. I mean, that's part of the fun. We definitely have peace in our life. There's no concern about either of us walking out on each other. It's a ton of peace. You know, and it, we, we got rambunctious kids, but it's still a peaceful home.
1: If someone is listening to this and they're a Christian and they are, they think that, you know, going out and witnessing is great and ministering to people is great, but they feel like doing something like holding a sign that says free dad hugs is not enough, and it's not the gospel, right? Like, you didn't do enough today. What would you say to that person?
0: I had an opportunity at church a few months ago. I, I'm on the prayer team at church, and the lady that I was doing ministry with, she said to somebody there, it was somebody that did, it was having dad issues, and she said, hey, guess what? We have a, a dad who can bless you. And that was the first time I had thought of myself as a dad outside of our home and that was powerful i got to bless this guy as a dad got to give him the father's blessing which was important to him now you can agree with that or disagree i don't really care it was powerful to that person in that moment you know they left with something that they needed but i was able to give that because i'm a dad so all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I can do a number of things as a dad to help people that are are lost or hurting. You know, we talk about the black community having a, a lack of dads. Well, it's across the board; it really is. You know, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you are coming from, what race you are. There has been a lack of dads. I've been blessed to have a wonderful dad in my life, so has Rebecca. But I, we know that it's not the same for everyone. For someone saying, yeah, hugs aren't enough. Going in, I didn't even understand what Rebecca was doing. I thought she was going to be <laughs> the one giving the hugs and I would just kind of stand guard. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, oh, I see what we're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a little slow, but that's okay. You know, it it, it worked out and I'm so glad I went because honestly, like when she, she took it very serious. You know, she wanted to do this. She wanted to be able to go minister to people. And she didn't know how Lord gave her an idea. And she ran with it. And I backed her because I'm her husband. I love her and I want to support her. And we have amazing friends who are willing to watch our kids. And I told them when we picked our kids up, I said, look, you guys are as much a part of what we did today as if you were there yourself giving the hugs. And that's true. You know, it took all of us to make this happen, but you know, if, if you think that giving a hug or, or if you're just like, I'm, I'm macho, you know, I <laughs> don't do that. I'm too much of a man to give a hug. Really? Cause that's all these folks really wanted. They didn't need to hear me give some spiel about what a lousy kid they are they just needed to have some validation that they are wanted they're needed you know and I, and rebecca even the lord gave her a word about that for somebody that you're needed it's very simple and the look on her face was just awe. Oh, i'm needed yeah you're needed you're wanted you know by the the one who created you so yeah, there was one young man who, uh, he, he said, see you around. And in that moment I, I was like, wow, they want us to come back. <laughs> they want us to come back. And we felt that too. Like people, they were so appreciative.
1: We, yeah, we had so many people who thanked us and I, I was kind of, you know, surprised by that at first. But so many people said, thank you for being here. And they said, you don't know how much this means, you know, and, and we really needed this. And, you know, and just all the things. And that, again, was very humbling, you know, that there is something so powerful in this moment. I will be your mom and I'll give you a hug. You know, in this moment, I will be your dad and give you a hug. You know, I will I will stand in that place and just love you, you know, and that's what people are looking for.
0: Closing thoughts. As we get ready to i uh, it I mean it was so hot out today, and we stink so bad, <laughs> and I mean, I stink anyway, but Rebecca, I mean well, I don't want to get into it, but you know we're just
1: I always smell great,
0: <laughs> it was funny too, like people that were like they wanted a hug, but they didn't want to give us a hug, they would go out of their way to say, "Oh, I'm too sticky and sweaty." Like we aren't all. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're just somehow immune from the 98 degree heat around here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But anyway, I I would do it again and uh, look forward to doing it again. And I look forward to, actually, I, I think a lot of these people, they'll remember us. It, it's a worthwhile endeavor. And, and I'm glad I have a wife who cares about these people and went after it.
1: Yeah, I mean, my closing thought is just that, you know, don't put God in a box. The time that we're living in, you know, witnessing and whatever, whatever you call it. I don't like the term witnessing, but that's my own problem. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, the Lord, he uses different things in every generation, right? And so just don't put God in the box. Like, he might call you to be a pastor or to give a word in church, whatever. Um, You know, but he might just call you to do something very simple. And to just show his, his love in a simple yet profound way to people. So just don't put him in a box. It was funny because some, someone at church was talking to us before we, last week, before we came to do this, we told them that we were going to do this and they said, trust the process. That was the word that they said. They said, trust the process. And I was like, wow, that is very wise. You know, when you're going into an environment that you aren't familiar with and doing something you've never done before to just trust the process, you know, trust, trust the process that God knows what he's doing when he asks you to go somewhere. And when he asks you to do something, trust that he knows what he's doing. And so you just need to be willing to follow his lead.
0: Good. Well, uh, we're going to call it quits right here, but, uh, look forward to uh, hearing what you guys have to say. You know, it's important that number one, you share this episode, cause that's how people can track and follow. But, you know, we want to be able to communicate with with y'all and and we're just excited to see where this road goes of us sharing a podcast and getting to really just share our life cuz we kind of do that anyway so i figured might as well put it in audio form
1: we laugh and think yeah
0: <laughs> before we started recording rebecca said i really think that i'm the brains here i'm the think and i'm the laughs
1: absolutely I you are the laughs and I am the brains and as we get into this podcast more once we have you know a hundred episodes it will just be people will just know it's not going to be a question it's not going to be weird they're going to be like the, yes Doc is the brains or Doc is the laughter yes. and Rebecca, Doc is the laughter and Rebecca is the brains
0: yes well uh, we need you we need us both <laughs>